Hey there, this is Harriet, and I'm uh, recording this podcast to you from Manhattan, New York. I wanted to send a special shout out to all the people here who uh, support my podcast, the Herd North community, and um, I, I couldn't go any longer without recording this particular podcast because it's a continuation of when greatness meets mediocrity. Let's get started. Part two. If you haven't already, I want to encourage you to listen to part one, When Greatness Meets Mediocrity. One of the reasons why I wanted to record this part two is because when I was recording part one and I listened to it later, I realized that there were some things that I left out and I wanted to add it in this particular podcast. Again, this is part two, When Mediocrity Meets, When Greatness Meets Mediocrity. Let's go ahead and get started. Okay, guys, um, so many of you uh, have gifts and talents and skills and abilities that you've been sitting on for quite some time. But the problem is, for some reason, you don't know how to get started. You don't know how to launch that great thing that, that God has placed inside of you, that gift, that talent, and that skill. And some of you may even be surrounding yourself with mediocrity. And when I say mediocrity, there are some people who just don't care about doing any better than what they're already doing. And what I mean by that is there are some people who are just okay with getting by. And when you're surrounded by people who are okay with just getting by and they talk a good game, but that's about as far as it ever goes. They talk about it, but they don't do anything. There's no execution behind their plans. These people will rob you of your time, your energy. Um, joy and your peace. And you have to be careful because when you're around people who uh, settle for mediocrity and it's their norm, they'll try to make you feel bad or insecure about wanting more. In fact, I describe this feeling that you have when you're around mediocrity as this suffocating and, 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 and just drowning feeling. But for some reason, we have a tendency as women to just stay around this culture of people because, number one, either they're related to us or they're people that we have history with. We knew them in high school, uh, maybe college. They were in our wedding or we were in their weddings. We were in uh, the christening for their kids, whatever the case is. But when you surround yourself with people who are mediocre, and I can't believe I'm saying it like this, but there's no other way to put it. And when I say mediocre, mediocre people... Uh, they're fine with being in a dead end job and complaining about it for 20 years or 10 years. Uh, mediocre people, they complain about how they need a bigger house, but they don't keep the house that they already have clean. Mediocre people don't mind walking around with a two $2,500 purse and not $25 and not having $25 in their bank account. Mediocre uh, people, mediocre women, they don't mind bragging about being high maintenance when they refuse to get some nail polish remover and take the existing chipping nail polish off of their nails and so that they can look more polished. Mediocre people don't mind eating unhealthy all the time and, and making fun of you because you're trying to eat healthier so that you can prolong your life. So ladies, if I have described to you uh, something that reminds you of some of the people that you're surrounding yourself with, part of the reason why you may not be getting anywhere is because you're holding on to anchors. The anchors, they're there and they're pulling you down because you're tired, you're exhausted, you're frustrated, you're mad because you're around the wrong, wrong tribe of people. It's 
okay if you want to entertain these folks from time to time. But for some reason, some of us have allowed the uh, the ideals and ideologies of this culture of mediocrity to remain in our lives and in our worlds too long. There are some people that I think are great people, but they're not great people to be around all the time. So ladies, when you come in contact with people, you have to be selective about the people that you choose to invite into your life. Because I want you to think about your five closest friends right now. I want you to think about the five people in your life. They can be male or female. The five people in your life that you talk to the majority of the time, that you text, that you communicate with on a regular basis. And I want you to think about how they're doing in their lives, financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and the type of conversations that you have with one another. Are you trauma bonding all the time? Are you talking about finances or are you complaining? I want you to think about these five people. And if you can't think about five people, I want you to think about your top three. And it doesn't matter what their titles are. Let's forget all about title titles and look at the, the, the content, the type of conversations that you have, because this is what dictates and determine your level of greatness. Because if you show me your three friends, I can show you your future. And I heard that somewhere. And that's so true. The three people that you spend your time with, that's what determine what type of life and future you're going to have. So some of you right now, you need to hear this. You need to let go of some of these people. You need to limit how much time you spend talking about absolutely nothing so that you can focus in on doing what you need to do. Because some of you are so frustrated because you're around the wrong type of people. When you have greatness inside of you, it's difficult for you just to sit there and be okay with mediocrity. Let me give you a good example. Uh, I was working on a job once. And I took pride in the way I, I presented myself. I did an excellent job. I studied my regulations, notices, and policies so that I could learn everybody's job and be an expert within my particular uh, job description. And I had people with PhDs who were complaining and saying negative things about the way I dressed. And keep in mind that I was a very... Uh, um, uh, very professional dresser. I wasn't into trends or anything like that. Um, you could dis probably describe the way I dressed in the workplace as that of an attorney because that, those are the colors that I wore most of the time. And I was very conservative. But this particular professional who was a senior professional said to me, why do you get so dressed up to come to work? And that's mediocrity. Because when I looked at him, he had on some nasty tennis shoes uh, some torn up uh, uh, khaki pants and a, and a faded polo shirt. And this was a senior professional who had been with the organization for quite some time. But his mediocrity had made him okay with the way he presented himself because that's exactly how he felt. But what he was trying to do was invade my greatness by putting me in a place so that he could feel more comfortable. You see, when you're around mediocre people, these are the type of things that you'll hear. Why are you so dressed up? Makeup makes you look fake. Makeup is fake. Why do you talk like that? Why do you look like that? Is that your hair? 
Does it matter? So ladies, when you come around mediocre people, you can't com complain when you start to, when you know what to expect from them. People who are mediocre and they're okay with it, that's fine. I don't have an issue with what somebody else wants to do. But the issue I have is when the mediocre people try to uh, make you feel bad about yourself by trying to uh, uh, inflict their beliefs, their value system onto you. And, and they'll deflect it too. They'll deflect their insecurities and, and try to make it appear that there's something wrong with you when everything is going on wrong with them. So ladies, it's so important to surround yourself with people who are like you. And what I'm saying is, it wasn't until I started communicating with women who had successful businesses, women who took pride in the way uh, they, they did things, uh, they were interested in, in uh, building wealth the right way, that I started to see that I was getting more in touch with the greatness that God had placed inside of me. I'm not saying that greatness is something that uh, only a few people have. I truly believe that God bestows upon us what we can handle. But if you're sitting around here being jealous and insecure and fighting with the devil, you will never, ever, double negatives, guys, you will never, ever get in touch with the greatness that God has given you, regardless of what it is, because you'll spend most of your life talking about what somebody did to you, what happened to you, the injustice, the, the hatefulness, the cruelness, the mistreatment. Okay. Everybody has a story, ladies. We all have a story. And, and if you listen to my podcast, you'll hear about some of the things that I uh, shared with you. And there are so many other things that I don't even talk about that I went through. But what you have to realize is when God gives you a gift, he gives you an ability, he gives you the, the greatness and you tap into it. You have to be ready for what comes with that greatness. You're going to deal with the devil in ways that you never imagined. There are going to be people that's in the same camp as you are that's going to try to come up against you, target you, pull you down, mistreat you. You've got to be ready for that. But you can't focus in on what mediocrity is doing because you will miss your opportunity. You will miss your flight waiting on a bus. Do you understand me, ladies? You will miss your flight in first class, first class, waiting on a raggedy bus if you settle for mediocrity and you surround yourself with people who don't like you, but they like what you are able to give. You see, what you have to understand about greatness is that even mediocre, even mediocrity and mediocre people want a piece of you, but they don't want you. They want the gift that's inside of you. They want what you can give. They want the comfort that comes from the gift that is already inside of you. They want to be around somebody that has the resources to make them more comfortable, even when they don't like you and they want to reject you as a person and human being. You have to be able to know the difference and it requires you to have a level of self-awareness that most mediocre, most mediocre people do not operate in. They don't have that level of self-awareness. So in order for you to reach that level of greatness, 
You must have self-awareness. So Harriet, what do you mean when you say self-awareness? You must know who you are, who you belong to, and tap into that greatness that's inside of you. What is it? What is that gift that God has given you? What, what is that one thing, or many, but particularly that thing that you love to do, that God has gifted you to do? And how can you use it to help others? Because once you are able to use what God has given you to help others, and once you figure out, how can I help other people with this gift that God has given me? If you're chasing money, then you're not operating in the right spirit. But if you are looking to influence and help other people in a positive way with what God has given you, I promise you that the money will come. The Bible says that God is our provider. And I can honestly tell you, ladies, with everything that I have gone through and seen over this past year, it it seems as if God has blessed me with even more than I could have imagined. I didn't I didn't feel this this negative impact and financial stuff that that so many people felt during the pandemic. And I truly believe it's because God covered us because we trusted him, even when it was difficult. I don't believe that my marriage of 14 years has anything to do with my doing. It's the fact that I stayed Connected to the Holy Spirit. I trusted God. I talked to him. I communed with him because there were so many things coming up against my marriage. And had it not been for God, we wouldn't be married today. And I'll tell any woman that don't focus so much on uh, the physical aspects of marriage. What you look like on a Christmas card. What's not going right. You just stay connected to the Holy Spirit and God will help you make it in your marriage. There are seasons to everything, even marriage. So, ladies, what I want to say to you is this. When you surround yourself with great people, godly people, people who love the Lord and they spend their waking moments serving others and serving God. Then you have found your tribe. You have found the place where you can grow, where you can thrive. Because the great thing about being amongst other believers is that they have already tapped into their gifts. They know what they're supposed to be doing on this earthly journey. They will encourage you. They will love you. And sometimes these people, they may not have any type of biological tie to you at all. Because that's how God works. You see, the family in the body of Christ may not always look like. In fact, it doesn't always look like the blood relatives and extended family members that we are connected to. When it does align that way, that's a blessing. But that's not always the reality. But the the family that God has for us in the body of Christ, they're concerned with you getting to the next level so that God can be glorified, so that you can be able to bless and help others with your gift. God will bless you in ways that will blow your mind. I am a witness to that. So be very careful about the type of people that you spend your time with. 
It's guys, you have to be selective just because people gravitate to you. They may be gravitating to you because of what you can give them, what they know you can provide for them or what they may feel entitled to. But they're not willing to even give you a positive compliment. I want you to think about the people in your life right now that you have come across. And I want you to think about these people and how many of these people have said positive things to build you up in some way. It can be a compliment. It can be uh, uh, something good about your character that you know is good about you. But and then it can be just something as simple as I like your lipstick. If you can't think or remember the last time somebody who you spend time with said something positive about you. Then you need to start cleaning house. I'm going to say that thing that nobody else wants to say. Everybody doesn't need to be knowing what's going on in your life because they can't handle it. Mediocre people, for some reason, they like to latch on to greatness so that they can drain you and you don't have anything left for yourself. You can't walk into your purpose. You can't walk. And, you know, when I talk about purpose, this is what I mean. Whatever God has put inside of you to do, you need to be doing it. But you can't do it. Fighting with the devil, sitting down, eating with the devil, talking to the devil, playing with the devil. If you know people are not right and you are allowing them to continue to invade your space, you need to back off and allow God to do what he needs to do. Talk to him and and ask him to show you who people are because he'll do it. I'm a witness of that. And once he does, it's up to you to choose how you want to deal with it. And the discernment of the Holy Spirit is going to reveal it to you anyway. Because when you're connected to God, God will show you will see straight through people. There are times when I was afraid after I I was able to see what I needed to see in people. And then most importantly, ask God to allow you to see who you really are so that you can do the work that's necessary so that you don't go around here doing What other folks are doing, that's not right. Ask God to show you who you are so that you don't become what you despise. So ladies, I know we talked about a lot of stuff today. Um, I'm trying not to make this podcast too long, but I believe it's too late. But pay attention and be selective about the people you spend your time with. Mediocre people, they will drain you dry. They're they're almost like little bitty parasites. They will take and take and take without even giving you a a, a drop of kindness back. And there are some people who who just don't have the level of awareness to recognize that they're doing this. And then there are those who just don't care. So you have to do what's necessary to protect that greatness that's inside of you. And when I say protected, because it's, if you're in the developmental stages of, of your of your level of greatness, you you know, the, that early development is very critical because you're building and you're creating. So find your tribe, find the people that's trying to do good things, trying to help other people, trying to show love, because if you're around a bunch of mediocre people, you're going to become just like them. You're going to start acting just like them. You're going to start talking like them. You're going to start uh, uh, behaving like them. You're going to, before you know it, you'll be looking around acting just as ratchet as they are. And it's just, that's just the bottom line. 
And I wanted to get this message out because there are too many of you with greatness that's being pimped by mediocre people. And, and when I say being pimped, and this is also true for the church as well. Every church is not about kingdom mindedness. Every church is not about building up the kingdom of God. There are people who, who, who have pastors and their agenda is all about being God. They're trying to be God. They're not trying to go to heaven. They're, tr they're trying to make their heaven here on earth. And they're using the people in the church to do it. So don't allow these, these churches to pimp you. Don't allow people in your family to pimp you. Don't allow uh, folks that are strangers that's looking for an easy and a free ride to pimp you because they will. That's, it's just that simple. People can try to flatter you so that they can use you. You know, anytime you hear a whole bunch of words being used to say something simple, deceit is not that far away. So, ladies, you got to wake up and you got to do it quickly. You need to start paying attention to your circle. You show me your circle and I'll show you why you're not getting anywhere. You show me your circle and I'll show you why you are getting somewhere. Pay attention. Don't listen to what people say so much. Pay attention to what they do because the truth can always be found in what people do. People will show you how they feel about you by what they do and what they fail to do. Remember that. Remember, find a way to get away from mediocrity. If you don't want to be mediocre, you need to find people that's headed in the same direction as you're trying to go. Just like changing lanes on the highway. You get in one lane and it's moving too slow. You, you put on that blinker and you move on over so that you can get to your destination. Because there's some people, they're not going anywhere. They're doing so much of this. They're doing so much of that. They're doing this. They're doing, they're talking about all this doing, but they're not getting anywhere. And you don't need to be connected to that. It's that simple. Find people who are kingdom minded, who love the Lord. And not just with their words, look at their deeds and make sure that you model what you are looking for. Now, I'm not saying that you need to look down on people who behave this way because there are things that happen in people's lives and they're OK with just making do, getting by, all that good stuff. Our job is not to condemn. Our job is to love and to operate with good common sense. And when you start operating with good common sense, it will become easier and easier for you to make those decisions like, uh-uh, that, that young lady is not for me. That person, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. And, and as you get older, the discernment gets even stronger, ladies. God bless you, and I hope this helps.